This is the Shift Your Life Podcast with Transformation Coach Markeith Braden, Season 1. It's time to shift your life. Welcome to the Shift Your Life Podcast, where it is all about shifting you from the mediocre life into a life of purpose, passion, and prosperity. If you are ready to shift your life and step into an extraordinary life, then join the movement at MarkeithBraden.com and sign up to receive transformational tools and resources that will be sure to shift your life into greater purpose, passion, and prosperity. And now your host, the shifted coach himself, Markeith Braden. Good day, shifters, and welcome to the Shift Your Life podcast. This is Markeith Braden, your transformation shift coach and the host of the Shift Your Life podcast. The mission of the Shift Your Life podcast is to help individuals shift from just existing in life into living a life filled with purpose, passion, and prosperity. And of course, I always share the motto of the Shift Your Life podcast, and that is success is the fulfillment of purpose. And the key to success is self-mastery. Well, Shifters, I have a wonderful guest with me on today. She is an author and a life coach. Ms. Kamisha Coleman wants nothing more than to help clients progress from victim to victor by overcoming insecurities and low self-esteem. She is the president and CEO of Kamisha Coleman Coaching. Kamisha is a life coach motivational speaker, and the author of He Loves Me Not, Buried Tears of Betrayed Love. As a life strategist and transformation coach, she has the passion for helping others bypass the setbacks she herself has personally experienced, break free from their invisible jail, overcome barriers, and find their purpose by discovering their greatness. Shifters, I want you to help me welcome Miss Kamisha Coleman. Well, thank you, Mark Heath. I'm glad I can be here. I'm so glad that you were able to join us on today so that we can talk about your great book and also just kind of learn your story and hear more about what you like to do in serving others. Well, Shifters, our theme for today's show is From Victim to Victor, from victim to victor. So, Kamisha, I gave a brief introduction of who you are. Why don't you give us a little bit more detail about who you are, where you're from, and what is it that you offer to the world through the service that you provide as a life coach and an author? Okay, great. Um, I am from Dallas, Texas. And I have always been a helper by nature and I've always loved just um, helping people, even as a child. So growing up um, and experiencing child molestation and also teen dating violence and domestic violence, it really um, gave me the the real compassion for people itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And through my pain, Marquise, it's where I found my passion. And so coming into healing, I said, you know what? I want to help other women who may be facing these same uh, experiences get through these same obstacles and the same pain. Mm-hmm. And so 
to move from a place of, of pain and to wake up every day full of joy, I just feel really, really blessed. And like I said, I, I am a transformational coach and I help individuals who have experienced, that's my really, my expertise, it's helping these people who have experienced some type of abuse. And also as an author, being able to write these stories and so people can see themselves and begin to heal and to better themselves. Right. I'm right. I'm a single mother, so I didn't want to see my my daughter go through those same things. So I wanted something better for my children as well. Just a little bit about me. So I started this coaching so I can not just make a change for myself, but for my children as well, and to help others in the community. Right. Right. You know, I like what you said when you said, "Through my pain, I found my passion," and that has helped you to help others who have had to endure some of the similar things that you've endured, but you have utilized that to create a platform and to help other people. I think that is awesome. Thank you. So as we continue to go throughout the show, one of the questions that I always like to ask every guest is why is it important that individuals identify their purpose in life and know what they are truly passionate about? How would you answer that question? Marquise, it's not until you find your purpose that you really begin to live life to the fullest. Um, Beforehand, you think you're living because you have this job and you have a fancy home and a car, but you may still walk around feeling that emptiness and you try to fill that emptiness with more clothes and another car or a nice trip. But once you find your purpose... It, can, it gives you wholeness. You you have a reason to live. You wake up with joy. It's your it's your drive. So to help someone, I don't need a whole lot of motivation because I know what my purpose is. I know that there's a need for this. I know that someone is dependent on me to show up and tell my story. So just knowing my purpose that my pain can change someone else's life, it's is is really it's really prices you can't put a price on that mm-hmm. you know a lot of people have a passion for you know making clothes and even with the simplest things you can change and inspire someone else's life it doesn't have to have to be pain necessarily but just to say my pain can actually be something great for someone else so when you find your purpose you wake up for a reason you know you wake up saying okay what what is my task for today what is my assignment for today Mm -hmm. you know so when I meet someone and I come in contact with someone it's not just a regular relationship because once you open your mouth and begin to tell your story there's now an immediate connection and and, you know usually I've been there too as well and so just to have that purpose and knowing that wholeness that fulfillment is what it gives you um, to just to wake up and and it's, it's a joyful moment every day. It's joyful. Yes, you know, you said purpose and fulfilling assignment. Purpose is connected to assignment. And we all have an assignment that we all need to pay attention to. But a lot of times we miss that assignment because we haven't really fully embraced or identified our purpose. And so I like that statement when you said purpose 
was connected to assignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has knowing your purpose enhanced your life? It, give, it gives my life meaning. Meaning that I know for sure that when I speak, I'm speaking on purpose. When I meet someone, it's on purpose. So now it has a meaning. Life before, I just really existed, meaning that it was more of a routine, robotic thing. You wake up, you work eight to five, you get your check on Friday, you go shopping and whatever you did. Now it has more meaning to it. Mm -hmm. It's not just uh, work is no longer work. Mm-hmm. Work actually gives me pleasure. I enjoy it, no matter if I'm mentoring for free or getting paid for coaching. So to get paid for something that you love to do and that it gives you a good feeling, on even on your worst days, that is the meaning of life. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. That is the meaning of of life, especially when it is connected to the work that you do on a daily basis, you know, because I have found out that the work that we do takes up a lot of time in our lives. Mm -hmm. The jobs that we go to takes up a lot of time in our lives. And I figured that out once I was laid off my job and realized that I spent a lot of time working a job and doing work that I did not love or have passion for. Right. Mm -hmm. And once I got laid off, it opened up my eyes to see why it is important to really stand inside your purpose and do work that you love because your time is the most precious commodity that you have. Yes. And so I really wholeheartedly believe that we all can be connected and do work that we love and really fulfill our purpose in that work if we just do the work. Exactly. One of the main questions I like to bring up in the Shift Your Life podcast is a question that really causes uh, an individual to really be transparent or to share some of the things that have helped them to mature and help them to become the individuals they are through their obstacles and their struggles. Because I found out that many people uh, like to share their celebrations or their accomplishments. Right. But we learn a great deal from the failures and from the struggles and from the obstacles. And so what's been the biggest obstacle that you had to endure or overcome in following your passion and purpose? I would say the biggest obstacle would be uh, self-validation, finding my value. I had always been a people pleaser, so people told me who I was and what I should be doing and what was enough and what wasn't good enough for me. So just finding my own value and worth was my biggest obstacle in life, Mm -hmm. meaning that I did not reach my full potential. I did not reach out of my comfort zone. I did not try new things because 
I didn't know my value. I had the skills. I can do the work, but I, didn't, I never reached for it. You know, I, I felt unheard or unseen, unvalued, unworthy. So just validating my own self and saying, girl, you got it going on and not looking for someone else approval because people will put their own opinion on you and you can buy into that. And a lot of people do and it holds them back. But once you learn to be self approved and self validated, meaning you make your own decisions and what happens, uh, succeed or fail, you're okay with that because you always learn something from your failure. So I never said you never fail because you always learn how to do it better. You learn a way to do uh, to improve. So it's really not failure. So just self-validation saying that it's okay to fail. It's okay if I don't do it so well the first time and I have to do a retake. It's okay. No one is perfect. And just having, like I said, that, sec- that security and that certainty of self was one of my biggest obstacles that I have to ever face in my life coming from the background that I came from, from, you know, not knowing my father, coming from uh, being abused and teen dating violence where the self-esteem was just struck down so low. So that was one of my my biggest things, Markeith. Self-validation. You know, Mm -hmm. when they validate anything, that means approved. Mm -hmm. And if you don't approve of yourself, then you leave it up to other people to determine your value or to validate you. And so that is very important for someone to hear on today that you've got to validate yourself. You've got to approve of yourself. You have to have the confidence in yourself and who God created you to be so that you can give other people permission to do the same thing. And when we don't validate ourselves and when we don't uh, have great self-esteem or great value, then we end up putting ourselves in the hands of individuals who want to dictate or who will determine what our value is. And that is not a good place to be in. And so what are some of the lessons that you learned as you began to press toward becoming a more whole person, a more whole individual, and begin to validate yourself? What were some of the lessons that you gained? Number one is there will always be an opinion, but my opinion is the only one that really matters. Mm -hmm. So when you mention and you talk about your dreams and your goals, people have a tendency to cut them down or to say, how are you going to do that? Who who you think you are? And I say, that's just their opinion. It's not my opinion of me. So that was one lesson that people, whatever they say, it's just their opinion. It's not fact. It's not the law. So that would keep you moving forward, meaning that it, it, it doesn't stick to me like glue. You can brush that off and keep going. Right. So another one would be with all that I've gone through and we all have tests and trials and we have storms and we collect these labels. I know I did of being damaged and abused and unworthy and to stop labeling myself because of events or circumstances. And when, once I took the labels off of me, and said that 
okay, you are clean. That happened, but it didn't happen today. It doesn't define who you are. Even your job, your car, your house, it doesn't define who you are. I I, I was laid off last year as well uh, from a job. And, and, I mean, it just, everything kind of snowballed out of control. I ended up uh, living in a hotel. I had no money. And... I still felt that wholeness and that self self validation was still there. I knew who I was. Just because I lost my job, I didn't consider myself as unemployed, which is a label. Just because I didn't have an, an a valid address at that time, I didn't say I was homeless, which is a label. So just knowing who you are, no matter what you're going through, it means a lot. Again, I can't uh, express self-validation and just knowing who you are is some important lesson, no matter what you go through, that my name is still Kamisha Coleman, no matter if I have a job, if I work for somebody else, if I live at this residence or whatever, I am still Kamisha Coleman. I can still perform at the same consistency, no matter what. That is good. Labels. What are the labels that you are putting on yourself? What is the story that you are telling yourself concerning your own personal life? You can always change your story. You can always change the labels. I always uh, share with individuals that if you can conquer and overcome the enemy within, the enemy without can do you no harm. Many times we are our own worst enemy. But when we decide and be, become intentional about changing our lives, we have the power to change our stories. We have the power to change our labels. And Ms. Kamisha Coleman is a very good example of how she did that. And so I want to talk a little bit about the book that you authored, He Loves Me Not. Buried Tears of Betrayed Love. Can you give us a quick summary or some a little summary of what the book is about and what inspired the book? Well, I, what inspired the book, Markeith, was I was uh, actually in a coaching session and my coach at that time asked me, Kamisha, why do you do what you do? And I began to tell my story about how I was abused and mistreated and I didn't love myself. So it was that self-love that I was seeking through these different relationships because I grew up not knowing my father. Uh, and from there, the, the, the low self-esteem led me into a abusive teen relationship. From there, it led me into an adult abusive relationship. So the lack of love for self. So when you read the title, it says he loves me not, but it's not about him. It's about self love. Mm. So I'm telling the story because I know a lot of women can relate to this because a lot of women are think the man validates you. The man uh, identifies you and makes you the woman. So at the end of the story, it's, it's saying that, to love yourself no matter what and to be thankful for life itself. It also mentioned about suicide because a lot of times when people go through trials, 
even I too attempted to commit suicide. I didn't value life. I didn't value my life. But at this point in time, life is so beautiful. It has so many great, wonderful things in it. And I just thank God that had I succeeded, I would have missed out on this opportunity to talk to this audience, to talk with you, Marquis, to share my story with all these wonderful people to help them heal. And so the story is about a little girl who is growing into a woman who's getting to know herself, who is finding love, the greatest love of all, of all which is the love for herself. The greatest love of all, which was the love for herself. Yes. That is an awesome testimony. Now, what are some of the chapter titles of the book? Uh, just to kind of give us a highlight of what the book is um, summarizing or what the book is uh, discussing in depth. Okay. Well, chapter one talks about unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Because when we first get here, our first love is from our parents and our family and relatives. You know, it's birthday parties and backyard barbecues, those type of things, that type of bond. And it was during this time that this unconditional love, meaning you're going to love me if, you know, if my teeth are crooked, if I got one leg, you know, if I'm the, whatever, is that this time that this unconditional love was betrayed Hmm. by a family member. So that's chapter one. Chapter two talks about my first love, meaning my first boyfriend and how he showered, showered me with gifts. And those gifts then turned into punches Hmm. and, and choking and pinching. So chapter three then talks about the same the same man, different name, meaning that it's the exact same guy. When it's talking about how the relationship starts out very well and then it turns abusive. Same man, different name. And it's like, wow, how did this happen again? This is not love. So the book talks about what love is, what it isn't. In chapter four, we go into healing just giving some strategies and some tips on on things that I've used for myself, which includes counseling and meditation, exercising, reading books, uh, helped me a whole lot. Chapter five talks about self-esteem and how important self-esteem is uh, when trying to build your dreams and your goals. And chapter six is the story about this victim i have identified myself as a victim and it lists the actions and the characteristics that a victim does and so many women i can say even men too can identify with these same characteristics characteristics and behavior of being a victim and to move from victimization into being a victor, meaning no more. I'm no longer a rug. I'm going to learn how to stand up for myself. I'm going to learn how to be more assertive. I'm going to um, try some new things. 
no matter if I fail, I'm going to try it again. So it's moving out that place of helplessness into wholeness into conquer. So those are the six chapters, Marquis. And also I do have the 20 principles of loving yourself more. Um, a lot of times we don't have boundaries for ourselves as women. So we go into these relationships and we kind of let men make the rules for us or we make let other people make rules for us. So it gives women some boundaries to set for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 20 principles of loving yourself more. So number one is being true to yourself. And it's saying that self-betrayal, meaning that if you do something and or you compromise and you feel guilty after you do it, you go along with that, that's self-betrayal. And self-betrayal is the worst betrayal there is because now you're mad at your own self for doing it. So the book, like again, it, it talks about abuse, but also is big on self-love, self-esteem. And coming out of that place of helplessness so you you can live a better life. Do you mind giving us the top five of those 20 principles of loving yourself? The top five would be... Or the first five. Okay, the first five is be true to yourself. Um, number two is respect yourself. Um, and I put that one in there, Marquise, because... You teach people how you want to be treated. So if you let someone run over you or, or, or talk to you any kind of way or you are actually saying that it's okay for you to talk to me this way if you don't tell them to stop that or if you don't remove yourself from the relationship. You're, you're letting them know that it's okay with me if you mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. Number three is don't give wife benefits to a boyfriend. Mm. So this is saying, ladies, keep them closed. Um, in the Bible, it speaks that a wife is a gift. She's a gift to men. And we, as women, sometimes if we don't know our value and our worth, we give ourselves away. Yes. And we are a gift, you know. Number four, God will give you the desires of your heart. So if you desire to be married, don't go and get someone else's husband, but wait on your own husband. And if it is a true desire and not a want, you will wait. You will have patience and allow God to send that husband or send that business partner or send that new home because he will deliver the desires of your heart. And number five says you have the power to change your life. Again, it's that's speaking out of the voice of being helpless, that somebody has to do something, that someone else has to fix my life. You know, I, I, I don't know how to fix it. But I'm saying you have the power to fix and change your own life when you decide to make the change. So it's that one decision of making the decision to say, hey, I'm going to do something different. This is not working, so I'm going to try something different from here on. So those are the top five, Marquis, that I put on here on, on my 20 principles of living, uh, of loving yourself more. 
Those were the first five of the 20 principles of loving yourself more. I think this would be a great podcast for, you know, young ladies who are in college, even those uh, women who are in relationships that are potentially questionable, just to kind of hear the advice and some of those principles that you just shared. I appreciate you sharing that and being transparent with us on the Shift Your Life podcast. This is a different type of show, different type of topic, but I want to make sure that we cover topics that are important to share with uh, individuals who may be uh, dealing with uh, domestic violence or dealing with situations of low self-esteem. And I think this is why I uh, wanted to do this podcast so that we can share how do you shift from being a victim to a victor. And so the next part of the podcast, I want to ask a few questions that kind of help people better understand how did you make the shift? How did you transition yourself into where you are today to begin to pursue your passion and even also earn income in doing it? And so where do I start if I know I'm not living my purpose and doing work that I love or really having a victor mentality, where do I start? I would say start with asking yourself, what do I love? What am what am I comfortable with? Because it's sometimes we don't value that area because it's something that you really enjoy. So you don't really give yourself credit in that area. Um, I started out mentoring women at the shelter and at the church, and I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So once you add, and I, and I said that I said, oh, I really I really like this, you know. So just starting at that point, saying, what is it that I really love to do? That if I didn't get paid, I still would do it. So, and once you find that out, find somebody in need that needs your help, so you can then uh, develop that skill even more. So you volunteer your time. You know, until so you get comfortable with uh, asking mo- for money for your services. Mm-hmm. So I would say start there by just saying, OK, what is it that I love to do? Whether that's cooking or writing or uh, like I said, coaching or doing a talk show. What do you love to do that if you did it and didn't get paid, you would still do it? That's a question I use a lot when I'm working with clients of mine or even working with students when they're trying to pick a major or pick a discipline for which they want to study to get a degree in, that question of what do you love to do so much that you would do it even if you didn't get paid for it or that you do it and you lose track of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you love doing it so much. So those are Great questions to ask yourself on where to start. As you think about when you made the transition, you know, at what point did you realize, you know, I have this gift, I've had these experiences, and I really think that I can turn these experiences experiences and this gift into something that is potentially a business and an opportunity to create income. At what point did you realize, hey, I could do this? 
I believe it was at a conference I attended uh, last year where I really became grounded and solid in saying, you know what, I can I can do this. After seeing other coaches uh, networking and going on with their business, I became very confident that there is still a great need for, for coaching um, that is not just something that people uh, turn their head to that I, I, it's very valuable that a lot of well-known celebrities even have coaches. So mm-hmm. just thinking it up that way, saying, okay, this can, I can be on to something, but <clears throat> it wasn't until I actually published the book. I just published the book in April that I said, cause I didn't even know I can write Marquis dot. It's just something that I did. And it's like, wow, you did this. So I didn't even know all of my talents. They were still hidden. So, just saying, hearing other people say, oh, you're really good and getting that confirmation. And and then once I validated myself because I was really that good, I can go in there to a coaching session with my coach and my coach would say, I should be paying you for coaching. So it was things like that, you like, you know, that said, wow, Kamisha, you know, you are really good not to be arrogant or anything, but sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit for our, our abilities and skills. So after going to that conference and hearing people um, approve and congratulate and really getting a lot of feedback, uh, good feedback and sometimes negative feedback, but again, it helps you to improve your skills. Really said that I can do this and not only can I do it, I can get paid for doing it. Right, right. You can get paid for doing it. I've always been told that a hobby is a hobby and remains a hobby as long as you're doing it and you never get paid for it. (laughs) But it becomes a business once you do it and enjoy doing it and get paid for it. Yes. And so we don't want, there's nothing wrong with having a hobby. But if you really want to turn it into a business, you really need to create a business model. And then you need to have individuals who value what it is that you provide and pay you for it. Well, the next few questions, I call these the shift your life laser zone. And these questions are questions that I ask where you typically just provide a one a word or a quick answer to these questions just to give us a little insight of some of your daily habits and rituals. And so what's your number one ritual or practice you have to stay motivated in life and in work? Well, one thing, I wake up expecting something good to happen. So that keeps you motivated like a little kid. So it's like Christmas every day. What's going to happen today? Who am I going to meet today? You know, what can I create today? And at the end of the day, I give thanks for those good things that happened for that day. So it gives me something to look forward to the next day. So it's not much of a, oh, I got to get this done. Oh, I got to get this done. It's more of like a journey because no two days are ever alike. So. That was one thing, just expecting good things to happen and giving thanks for those good things at the end of of the day. 
Very good. What is one online resource that has enhanced your productivity? Online resource, whether it be a tool or a website or an app. My favorite is Fiverr.com. And I love it being that I am a single parent. I had uh, very little extra income. So, like I said, I was unemployed. When I started to write this book, I was actually unemployed at the time. So just being able to go on Fiverr.com and utilize those services for $5 and up really gave me a lot of um, funds to, you know, to play with that, you know, uh, things like uh, creating a logo. I can get it for five bucks versus playing someone 150 bucks. So Fiverr.com. Fiverr. I've used Fiverr before to have some graphics done. And Mm -hmm. so it is a very good resource. What is one book that has had the biggest impact on you? I love the book. uh, It's called Life Strategies by Dr. Phil. Hmm. And it uh, just walks you through uh, different areas in your life and helping you to identify um, some things that you might want to change because we actually create our own life. But being a victim, you kind of just think that things are happening to you, but you are actually creating those things. You know, the bad relationship, you got into that bad relationship. He just didn't drag you off. Mm-hmm. So it's it helps you to identify um, the toxic people, the toxic thinking, you know, and write down some things that you would like to do uh, and identify some things or events that may be blocking you. So uh, Life Strategies by Dr. Phil was one of my favorite books. Life Strategies from Dr. Phil. Mm -hmm. What is one book you're currently reading? I just finished the book. What is it? It's called Mr. I mean, Avoiding Mr. Wrong. And it just talks about um, the different type of men. Okay. Because I still study uh, personalities and characters, you know, so it's called Avoiding Mr. Wrong and what to do if you you didn't. <laughs> so if you're in a bad relationship. So. And Avoiding book, Mr. Wrong. Wrong. Great books to read for those of you who are interested. Uh, The first book was by Dr. Phil, and it was entitled again? Life Strategies. Life Strategies and Avoiding Mr. Wrong. And who is the author of that book? Stephen uh, Arterborn. Arterborn. Stephen Mm -hmm. Arterborn. Be sure to... Check out the show notes, and I will have those books listed in the show notes. And so as we prepare to wrap up today's podcast, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who is ready to shift from victim to victor? I would say uh, one of the biggest things that people hold people back is fear of not knowing. And I was told in the fifth grade that, Kamisha, you don't have to know everything. You just know, have to know where to find it. So just to start and everything else will just fall right in place. So meaning that you don't have to know everything to start. And I even I used the same strategy when we were writing a book and it worked. 
because I didn't know how to write a book. So, and everything just fell right in place. Start. You know, I did a Periscope. I do Periscope every day at midday. And today's Periscope was entitled, Just Start. (laughs) Just Start. And I gave a few words from each letter in the word start because I think that it's important that we strategize, that we put a time frame on the strategy, that we always take action, that we be resilient individuals, and that we also be tenacious individuals in order to make a change in our lives. Just start. What's one exciting thing going on in your business right now that you are really excited about and want to share with our shifters on today? I'm going to be hosting a uh, conference there in Atlanta, Georgia. It's called Finding Your Voice. So we welcome out the, the survivors of abuse or single moms. And we're going to have some great speakers. You want to come out and learn different strategies on how to start a business and how to do anything from um, going to have a great artist there. Uh, she does visual art. So just Come out and join us as a group of women that's sharing strategies and tools and we're sharing our stories on how, how we overcame these obstacles and so we can build each other up so we can have a better life. So that's going to be on September 26th in Atlanta, Georgia. September the 26th in Atlanta, Georgia. So go ahead and share your website and how we can get in t- touch with you or stay in contact with you. And also, how can we buy your book? Okay. You can purchase the book on Amazon.com. Again, the title is He Loves Me Not, Buried Tears of Betrayed Love. My website, you can go to is www.coachingbykamishakimesha.com. And also on Twitter at Kamisha Coleman and Facebook at He Loves Me Not, the book. All right. One more time. Give us that website again. The website is www.coachingbykamisha, K-I-M-E-S-H-A, is kamisha.com. Coachingbykamisha.com. Well, Kamisha, I want to thank you for joining me on today for the Shift Your Life podcast. It has really been a joy to have this brief conversation with you, but I believe that there was something that was said that will help some young lady or some young man who may have come out of a similar experience or who may just need some encouragement and some uplift from someone who knows what they may be going through. And so thank you for sharing and being transparent with us on today because I do think this is a very uh, good topic to share with my listening audience. And Shifters, I, of course, always want to thank you for listening to me on this week. You know, you could be doing a lot of different things, but you have decided to share uh, some time with the Shift Your Life podcast, and I am so appreciative of you doing that. I want to let you know that you can get a free gift from me at markeithbrayton.com, where you will receive what I call a Shift Your Life Assessment which will give you questions that you can ask yourself to kind of help you begin to excavate or unearth your own 
personal purpose so that you can begin to strategize how to shift your life for the rest of your life. And so I want to make sure that you know and that and be aware that you can get that free gift at MarkeithBraden.com. If you're ready to make the shift and realize greater results in your life and career, then I would like to be your coach as well and help you shift into your better and your best. If you go onto my website, MarkeithBraden.com, and click on the coaching tab, you will find all of my various coaching programs that you can sign up for or get a free consultation with me. Even if you're not in the Nashville area, we can do a consultation via Skype, via FaceTime, via Google Hangouts. You know, so technology has made the world small. So if you want to have a free complimentary uh, consultation with me, I would love to meet you face to face or virtually. Sign up today at MarkeithBraden.com. Today's podcast can be accessed in both iTunes and Stitcher. Additionally, you can subscribe to the Shift Your Life podcast right on your smartphone in the podcast app. If you have iTunes account, please leave us a review of today's show. Share what you have gained, what you have learned, or how you were inspired by Kamisha Coleman's testimony. I believe that someone will be touched by what she had to say. So shifters, I appreciate you and your continued support. It's time to shift. No more sitting on the sidelines of life. Get in the game and live your dreams. God bless you and have a great and wonderful week. And we'll see you again on next week.